0: Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com Acast.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 16, Season 3 of the Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We are here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. A decent weekend of footy, um, dampened by another Warriors loss, but there was a great upset by the Bulldogs. Um, How was your week?
2: My week was very good, thanks, Brad. Um, I hope yours was as well. Uh, Yeah, some interesting results from the weekend and... And Wednesday night last week, too, after after we wrapped up our show, um, we had your mighty mar- maroons um, doing a job on, on my New South Wales Blues, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: yeah. never in doubt. Never in doubt. Yeah. And, um, yeah, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to be covering everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League including our top stories of the week, a review of State of Origin 1 and Round 14, and an update of our tips. Um, We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as some questions we've got for each other, before going into a preview of Round 15 and making our tips, and then hopefully time pending, ending with a little quick recap of the Super League. So remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well just jump straight into the top stories, Richie.
2: Yeah, let's do that.
1: Um, first one I've got, I've just got some um, signing announcements. So we've got the Newcastle Knights have announced the signings of Adam Elliott and Jack Hetherington, um, both on three-year deals. And Justin Ollum has extended his stay with the Storm for another four years. So what's your take on the signings there? I think they're quite handy um for both the Knights and the Storm. Yep,
2: very handy for the Knights uh, when you look at – at their pack for next year, they're losing Mitch Barnett coming over to to us, obviously. So, picking up Adam, Adam Elliott, who's been going pretty well, I think, for the Raiders, uh, recently, and Big Jack Heatherington, who you and I both have soft spot for Big Jack, um, that I'm sure of. But that's, um, those are some good additions to their pack. And Olam just yeah. is a fantastic fit at the Storm, isn't he? He's he, you know. He's very well performed there, so it makes a lot of sense for him to re-sign.
1: Yeah, definitely. He's been playing really well for the Storms, so um not surprised to see him extend his stay there. And yeah, um, Jack Hetherington, love the guy. I know he's got the odd penalty and Simbinning in him, but so does Mitch Barnett, so it's kind of a like-for-like like there. So yeah. Um, yeah, good to see him get to extend his career in other clubs. And um, yeah, Adam Allen, I think's really turned himself around since he went to the Raiders. Mm. Um, so yeah, good luck to him at Newcastle. Um, Rumour, nothing official yet, but the Parramatta Eels are apparently interested in the services of Matt Lodge. Um, what's your take on that? I know we haven't talked about Lodgey for a while since he's now a rugby union superstar in the lower grades. <laughs> um, what's your take on the Eels going after Lodgey?
2: I'll talk about him because we have to because you brought it up but yeah I you know I, I've moved on from Logie now but uh yeah he's he's a good good front row and he? he's fantastic for us um in a side that was losing more often than not so he'd be a good one to add to Parramatta's uh, arsenal
1: yeah yeah, I think they, they will have some room because they're going to lose a few players. So, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll do well wherever he winds up. I know he does want to stay in Sydney, so that ticks mm. that box. And um, we're paying right part here. of
2: his salary, so they're probably... Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah, he should be able to get a... Um, they should be able to get him at a decent price because of mm. that. So it um, seems like a win-win for for the Lodge family. So, um, yeah, we'll keep our ear to the ground on that and hopefully have some more news on uh, official statement of signing um, when it comes. But I know you don't want to talk about it a lot, but I'll bring it in now. Uh, The New South Wales Blues, um, they're they're already waving the white flag and they're considering to rush Latrell Mitchell and Ryan Pappenhausen into the lineup for Origin 2 in Perth. Despite both players um, having little or possibly no recent game time under their belt, um, what's, what's your take on uh, Fitler hitting the panic button so early?
2: When you look at how Latrell Mitchell performed in State of Origin last year, I, you know, I'd be looking at all avenues to get him to be able to get onto the pitch as well. Also, the way pappenhausen has been playing this year, prior to injuries, been playing the house down. Um, but for the Blues, they're still going to need a collective effort. You know, on Wednesday night, we'll talk about it a wee bit more. But um, some performances you wouldn't normally see out of some of these stars like Clary, who is a, a bit cl- uh, quiet by his own standards. So, um, you know. I think to gonna...
1: retire, mate. I think he's he's done.
2: Well, again, we'll, we'll speak about it when we review it. But I think spine was was well well outdone by Queensland spine. Um, so, you know, it's all good to have Latrell come back, but I think the team it's, as a whole are going to have to lift.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, we'll talk about that very soon. Um, we have some news from the Walker brothers. Um, they've put their hand up for a coaching gig. Um, it seems that they don't really care who, but um, they're asking for a one-year deal to prove that they can make the Bulldogs Tigers or Warriors a playoff contender saying if they don't make the playoffs, you can fire us. Um, I think before the Nathan Brown situation last year, um, I was a big advocate of trying to get the Walker brothers in to be the Warriors coach. Um, Warriors weren't interested. Still sounds like they're not interested at the moment either. But um, what's your take on... uh, um, Waste teams gambling and potentially giving it to, uh, the Walker brothers who let's be clear. Um, they're not the most conventional coaches out there, but, um, they, they do get success with their, their interesting style. And their style seems to kind of fit like a glove with the Warriors of old. Mm. Um, seems like a no brainer there, but I guess for a club's point of view, is it worth the risk of a whole year potentially going down in flames for trying. I, I'm not sure.
2: Um, well, they talk a great game, don't they? When when they <laughs> guarantee you finals footy or sack them, it, I, I like that kind of talk. And, and I like the unconventional style of footy. Um, I think the Warriors have been the most dangerous when they play that kind of footy. So, um, yeah, <laughs> part of me would love to see it. Um, although it doesn't look likely being us. I don't think, I think Mark Robinson has already come out and, and put pay to that, but yeah, part of me would love to see it because yeah, I I think it would be a good fit. And and if not, you sack them and it's one year. I mean, we've had 27 years of little success anyway. So
1: <laughs> yeah. um, I think, I think either the, any any three of the Actually, teams could I, do really well
0: this we It's worth risking a year going down in flames. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Listen, I, the last some of we're... us some of us can't do another year, Paul. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's hard.
0: thousand and three. No, no, Sorry, two thousand seven, maybe two thousand ten with in fifth place. Otherwise, every 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 year since two thousand and 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 ten, you could say maybe two thousand eleven in sixth place. You've gone down in flames.
1: Yeah, hey, we we won the grand, we got to the grand not. final 2011.
0: Yeah, we
2: did.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I I'd like to see them get a shot just because I think they they have an exciting brand of footy. But look, at, if you look at the overall rosters from the Bulldogs, Tigers, and Warriors, I think they could get the best out of any of those. They've got kind of got players that fit that mould in all of those clubs already. Yeah. But we'll just have to see if any of the clubs um, either believe their pitch or are brave enough to make that decision. Um, I'll keep flowing on in the coaching talk because Tohu Harris came out during the week. Um, he's obviously been asked about the uh, the coaching future of the Warriors, and he has advised that he thinks his um, his old mate Jason Ryles would be a good fit as Warriors next coach. I like the idea in theory, but I could probably bet the house on Jason Riles never even contemplating becoming the Warriors coach. I think he is pretty much on route to being the next Melbourne Storm coach. So I don't see him coming here.
2: Yeah, agreed. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think from all of, from everything I've heard, um, he's a likely candidate for Melbourne as well. And yeah you put put us up against them which way do you think he's gonna go
1: yeah exactly um it just seems uh, not that coaching the storms an easy gig but it mm. seems like it's a a little bit less stressful yeah. than, than coming I mean, to the he Warriors. Gets to
0: live in New Zealand i mean that's a big draw card, surely apparently yeah, not <laughs>
1: that that is true um auckland is so much better than Melbourne um but you know you it is what it is. Um, I'll keep the Warriors train going. Actually, one more, I promise. Um, Graham Ellerslie, uh, it's kind of a, a nothing, but I just wanted to bring it up because it was discussed quite a lot during the game between you and I. But um, Graham Ellerslie, in the uh, post, post-round post review of all the officials' decisions, he advised that the bunker got the Ronaldo Militalo try wrong in the Sharks-Warriors clash um said that the fact that it was sent up as a no try there wasn't enough evidence to overturn that decision so it should have been a no try however as we'll go on when we get to that game that wasn't the difference in the contest but it's just you know it's further turns the knife on warriors fans when they're watching um what did you think i know we were speaking at length that we thought it wasn't a try as the game was going
2: yeah we were and and that's exactly what we that was exactly the dialogue I think that was happening between us Brad, is where did the bunker find sufficient evidence to overturn the on-field call because on two counts touchline and double movement it was it was pretty dodgy so um yeah. I, I didn't see any clear hard and fast evidence um to the contrary of what the on-field ref had called so yeah I was a bit dirty on that but yeah. Like you say,
1: yeah. it wasn't the difference. No. Um, and we'll we'll get into some nicer news now. The NRLW have announced um, that they're going to welcome four new sides into the competition in 2023. So um, the Women's Rugby League will now welcome the Raiders, the Sharks, the Cowboys, and the Tigers into the comp in 2023. Um, so I think that's good. Um, it's good to get a few more teams in there, and um, they're all... Um, at least they spread them around a bit. You know, you've got one in Canberra, you've got two mm. new ones in Sydney and then one in North Queensland. Um, ideally, I think when they bring the rest in, in 2024, I assume the Warriors will be back in the mix at that point as well. So, um, just good to see them get more. Um, it's just going to be interesting, I guess, in 2023 to see how all the sides stack up. And if there is enough talent at the moment, um, to facilitate all those teams, but um, I think they'll do fine. There, they've been doing really well so far, so um, I think it'll be nothing but good things.
2: Yeah, fantastic! They're expanding. Uh, just, just keep waiting for the warriors to be put put back in there.
1: Yeah, and they'll they'll be back once we've got everything back in in um, routine. Being in New Zealand again, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the last lots I've got is. Um, Luciano Lua has left the Tigers immediately to join the Cowboys and Raider Sam Williams has left the Raiders effective immediately as well no word on where he'll end up um, as of yet but I saw a quote it was essentially saying that he decided to leave he didn't want to be in the way of the young talent um at the Raiders so he was looking for other endeavors so um what's your thoughts on those
2: um massive win if you're Luciano yeah (laughs) he's jumped off a sinking ship and jumped into a team very much on the rise so great news for him um I thought the back row stocks at the Cowboys was already pretty good so
1: yeah it's just got a
2: whole lot better
1: I think the reason they've, they've jumped on it now is because we'll talk about it very soon but um lukey from the cowboys is yeah. out for the rest of the season yes so yeah. i think that's what's um stemmed uh, and i i think leilu is kind of a Maguire guy anyway so with Maguire gone i think they weren't that interested in keeping him um which is crazy <laughs> but he was leaving at the end of the year anyway so i guess they've just decided to to let him go now and um yeah Sam Williams I I've always liked Sam Williams um but he he's kind of like I don't want to sound disrespectful he's kind of like Sean O'Sullivan where yeah he's a fill-in like he's never going to be your starter but when injuries are down or someone's missing due to um, other duties you know you can slot him in and he's going to do a decent job for you Mm, so um will be interesting to see where he goes um if he stays in the NRL or if he decides to go and become a superstar in the Super League um we'll keep an eye on it there's it's very it's very new I think it was only announced either this morning or yesterday so I'm sure we'll have more information next week and then the last bit before we get into casualty ward the Kiwi and Tongan squads have been named for next week's test Richie's actually, his question for me this week is to do with the squad. So we're going to discuss that a bit more in the question section of the show. So um, we'll, we'll talk about that after our reviews. Um, casualty ward. We've actually got quite a quite a full ward this week. Um, Kalen Ponga from the Knights. He suffered a grade one concussion. There's no word on um, when he'll be cleared to play. It sounds like he's going to be fine for this week. Um, if not, it'll be next week. Um, being Murdoch, Macilla from the Warriors dislocated his elbow, um, horrible to watch. Mm,
0: awesome.
1: Um, and originally they said he was going to be six to eight weeks out. Some people are saying now it could be as little as four to six. So, um, best case scenario a month, um, which is just what the Warriors need, um, is losing one of their big boys. Cause there, there's not a lot of them left. Um, Herbie Farmworth from the Broncos ruptured his bicep and I haven't got an official length of time uh, but it sounds like he's going to be gone for quite a while mm-hmm. and then um, Lukey from the Cowboys I just mentioned he tore his ACL and is out for the rest of the season that's what's prompted the, the lay lower shift and then the last one was um, Xavier Coates from the Storm he needs surgery on his ankle um, after getting injured in state of origin, and he's going to be out for eight weeks. So anything on those injuries, Richie? Yeah. He, Helium Mookie in particular was,
2: you know, part, making making up part of a fantastic back row for the Cowboys this year. So that's that's a pretty devastating one for him. Uh, obviously, they've got in Leilu, as we were just mentioning, He's a pretty handy replacement, but it's just a, such a shame for him in the form he was in. Um, Herbie Farnworth as well has been going great guns for the Broncos, so that'll be a bit of a blow for them. Um, yeah, Ben Murdoch, Masilla's one was wasn't the nicest to look at. So you're, no. you're one of your favourites, Brad. I'm, I'm sure you know you're going to miss him.
1: I think he did it on purpose, just so he um, can avoid me when they come back to New Zealand. So, yeah. Um, Probably. it's a bit disappointing um so that was all we had for casualty ward only got one person in naughty boy corner this week um that is tiger brent naden he has entered an early guilty plea for a grade three dangerous throw on jake trevojevic and he's going to be suspended for four matches um it's i'm going to be on your side of the fence this time richie it it didn't look good um mm. it was quite dangerous um I, I don't mind the head highs and all that, but the uh, the old pick up and drive on your head into the ground is is quite dangerous. So I think four weeks is well-deserved there. Um, but I'm not the biggest Nathan fan either, so that probably helps with my opinion on it.
2: Mm. If the bar of four matches is set at um, name-calling, like Montoya, um, yeah, yeah, I think Nathan probably should get more. It's, it's a bit funny how that works, but... Yeah. yeah, it wasn't nice. It was a bit of an ugly one.
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was all the news and everything. So we may as well just jump straight into the State of Origin around 14, Richie. So I will hand the floor to you.
2: Sure, we'll start at State of Origin this week. So uh, last Wednesday after we wrapped up our show, Queensland defeated New South Wales 16-10. to I'm sure Brad was was pumped about that. Three tries to two, Dan Gagai, Daly Cherry Evans, and Valentine Holmes, who was immense through the whole game. Two tries to New South Wales, Jack Whiten, and Cameron Murray grabbing the last try for the match. But although they came very close, and Isaiah Yo nearly got a try under the post right at the end to to draw level and, and force, force some extra time, it, it wasn't to be in. Uh, I think at the end of the day, Brad, Queensland pretty pretty much well-deserved winners.
1: Yeah, I think it was a great start to the Origin Series as well. Um, having a tight matchup that did go down the way, as you said, um, in the dying seconds, um, it could have easily gone into Golden Point um, with their New South Wales just being stopped at the last minute. Um, I did think New South Wales started well. Um, and they, I thought they controlled a lot of the first half, but then they just made too many mistakes and a bit like a few other teams we're going to talk about soon. Um, Queensland made the most of those mistakes and got into the contest and then took over. Um, but yeah, New South Wales did start to fight back, but Queensland just held firm, um, with some strong defense at the end. Um, for Queensland, I thought Munster and DCE looked great. And I thought Sal and Cobo had a good debut. Mm. um a lot of people didn't think he should have been in the team but i think he, he did he did well um cleary he had as he mentioned a little bit earlier he had it off night um but he wasn't helped by some lackluster forward work from the pack um but yeah that's all i really had that i, I wrote down it. but it looks like we're going to have a hell of a series which i guess is the main thing um keep it competitive um new south wales will probably win the next one um then Queensland will take it all out in the end.
2: Perhaps, mate, perhaps
1: you're on the money, but you're right. Queensland Queensland bought a
2: lot, and in the Ford battles, like you alluded to, I think Queensland got on top of it there. Uh, Paddy Carrigan, I think, was one of the best on the field. Um, yeah, they, they managed to slow New South Wales' ruck speed down quite a lot, and you know, I think, you know, when you watch the Panthers play, their spine thrives off that quick ball, so... Um, they did a pretty good job to stymie all their big players. And um, on the other hand, Queensland spine had a, had a field day as well as Valentine Holmes as well. I, the whole team pretty much just showed up and played for each other. And it's a great start to Billy Slater's coaching tenure.
1: Yeah. Um, that just shows you what it, what it means to have an experienced coach leading you. Mm. Um, you know, All his decades of coaching um, yeah. has done well. Yeah. Um, I, I get a bit of stick because in Origin, I, I say so I don't think you even need a good coach as such in Origin because these guys are generally the the creme de la creme of the um, of the NRL. So they kind of just need to be told a game plan and then go out and execute it, and you're going to get it. But um, but yeah, great start for him there. Um, it'll be interesting to see what changes Fitler makes, if any. Um mm. I I I still think Jake Trovoyovitch should have been in there. I know we argued about it last week. Um and I think Josh Adokar should probably go back mm. um into the squad as well. Um but yeah, interesting times and looking forward to the to the next one.
2: Yeah, and looks so like we've got Rue from Rue and Hammer. Uh he's uh Jumped in the comments here, too, and said Cotter was massive playing 80. He was. I agree with you completely. Um, yeah. A fantastic uh, debut from him. Um, that game flows into Cottle's team, actually. Cowboys uh, well, I'm versus Dragons.
0: I mean, just, I mean, Ruin Hammer, boys, what, what are you up to? I mean, look, You can hear Brad's sick and, and not feeling well, but, hey, they're still here. You guys yeah. calling off your show after. with. with oh, dear me.
1: The lack of yeah, commitment from Ruin Hammer, you know, <laughs> Hammer gets sick and they cancel and I, I get sick and we we, we plow on. It's, it's the Kiwi in us, you know. Um, I don't know. But, what, a yeah. trooper, Brad, what a trooper, What a trooper. That's what I do. That's what I do.
2: <laughs> 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 Friday night's game, the Cowboys, as I was just saying, Cotter's team, um, getting up over the Dragons 31-12. Five tries to two for the Cowboys. Scott Drinkwater – one of my main men, Peter Heku, Reese Robson, Murray Talangi, and Connolly Lemuelu, and two tries to the Dragons, Moses Sully and Jaden, Jaden Um Yeah, it's almost rinse and repeat from a lot of Cowboys' recent performances. Brad, mm. they're, they're, they're playing very well. They seem to notch around thirty points, and and. They've been fantastic, mate. I don't know what more to say. We say it most weeks now, I feel like.
1: Yeah, they just keep rolling on. Um, They had a few players back up from origin, and they never looked in doubt. Um, They just got a great attitude. Um, I think I highlighted a play where they threw an intercept, and it went 60 metres the other way, and then quick as a hiccup. The whole Cowboys team were back in a defensive line quicker, Mm. than the Dragons could take advantage of that. And, um, that just shows the, yeah, the great culture that Todd Payton's brought in there for them, um, drink water. It's going from strength to strength as well. Yeah, um, just, just a great performance in the dragons just continue to not click. Um, Moses and by hooker isn't working and, um, Ben hunt needs some help out there. I think he was really trying to keep them in the contest, but it, it just didn't work. And, um, yeah, their defense is poor and their attacks just as bad. Um, not much more I can say about it, really.
2: I can see you're hurting over the, the Dragons' um, oh, demise.
1: It, it hurts <laughs> seeing them loose. <laughs> oh, you're
2: secretly loving it. Uh, <laughs> Saturday game the Rabbitohs over the Titans 30 to 16, five tries to three. Alex Johnston with a hat trick. Uh, He knows how to do that, and now the Rabbitohs' greatest try scorer, Jackson Paulo, and Tane Milne rounding up tries for the Rabbitohs. Three tries for the Titans. Greg Marju, who's looking very much like a tank this year, and Tino Fa'asu Malawi grabbing a double. But uh, again, not enough for the Titans, and the Rabbitohs doing a job on them
1: yeah um no surprises in this match really um kind of went in expecting a decent win by the Rabidos, and that's what we got um it was a good game from south um they're still making too many errors which i love to keep reminding them every week um against a better side they that could have cost them the match potentially um but they're playing one of the you know one of the salad dwellers so you kind of have a little bit of a buffer on that type of thing um, the pending re- return of Latrell Mitchell, I think, is going to make them a much more dangerous side. Um, Titans to the credit, they did try to stay in the hunt, um, but I think we talked about it last week as well. Um, there's so many um, inexperienced players in that lineup, and it kind of hurts them in the back end. They they can't play for that 80 minutes, um, but I think the lessons they're learning this year will help them for 2023. Um, want to also point out out of the bottom four teams they're the only team that haven't sacked their coach out of those four <laughs> um i don't i'm not saying that's on the cards yet they seem to um be happy with with the coaching staff so um we'll see what happens there but yeah big tino was a, a shining light for them and as you said greg mazu um he's a monster on that edge and i think they'd probably have a bit more success if they just threw in the ball more
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. I was very happy to see the the Hattie from Alex Johnston, my my preseason tip for leading <laughs> try scorer. So he's he's starting to ratchet his numbers up there. What, but what do you think of Cody Nikarima, a guy that's recently departed from us? What what oh, do you how do you think he's going?
1: Have a have a play. I think the Warriors should have a stab <laughs> at trying to get him here. Um <laughs> yeah. Um I think he's doing all right. Um obviously he's not a fullback. Um, yeah. But he he, he's doing enough and he's finally learning how to kick kick the goals a bit more accurately. It's just it's just gonna be interesting to see what happens with him when Latrell comes back if he moves into the fourteen role or if they bring him into the halves or if they drop him out entirely. Um I yeah, I think he's probably a a lock in for the fourteen, um at least, if not Mm. pairing him with Cody Walker in the halves, potentially. Um, to let Lachlan um, have a bit more time to get seasoned.
2: Yep, fair enough. Um, The next game was the Storm versus the Roosters. Storm getting the win there, 26 to 18. Five tries to three for the Storm. Grant Anderson on debut grabbing a double. Marion Seve grabbing a double. And Felice Kafusi, Storm's right-hand side attack, was very potent this match. Um but it wasn't all one-way traffic. They were going try for try there for for quite a lot of the match and three tries for the Roosters, Joseph Suwali, Sam Walker, and Satili Tupunua. So yeah, quite quite an entertaining game, I thought, Brad. Um, how did you see it yeah. unfold?
1: Yeah, I think it was the, the first tight tussle since the origin game, really, in this round. Um, but yeah, Storm just rinse and repeat, they're just too good. Um it was a cliche team effort i i couldn't really highlight anyone to be head and shoulders above anyone else in the storm team um grant anderson as you said he got a double uh great debut for him um mm. with a few of the injuries the storm have he's probably going to see a bit more game time in the upcoming weeks um jerome hughes directed play well and um mm. for the roosters though yeah i think they they started well but A few untimely errors kind of did them towards the end, um, and they kind of fell apart a bit when Luke Kerry went off. Um, When he had his head knock, they kind of lost a bit of direction there. Um, But, yeah, I just don't know what's happening with the Roosters. Um, I know you you predicted great things for them this year. Um, They've got a great squad, um, but isn't moving into their weekly performances. They just need to find consistency.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's that's key, isn't it, Brad? Some some weeks they look like they look like world beaters and then then the next they you know they, they've dropped a few games now, so yeah. Um similar to the Eels almost. Um, but the Broncos twenty-four over the Raiders eighteen. Four tries to three for the Broncos Isra Mam, Jordan Pereira oh, uh, and Herbie Farnworth grabbing a double before he picked up his injury. Uh, for the Raiders, Nick Hotrick, Corey Horsberg, and Adam Elliott grabbing the three tries. Uh, this was a heck of a battle, Brad, and I, I thought uh, if I was going to describe the Broncos' performance, I think they picked up quite a few injuries, so it was it was very brave. I, I think they, they were very short on the bench by the end of it if they had anybody left, so very courageous.
1: Yeah. I, I think Brave's is probably the right way to say it. Um, it was in the conversation for match around for me. Um, I think they were pipped at the post by the very last game, um, but it was a busy first half. Both teams basically scored all their points in that first half. Um, but yeah, the Broncos, they, they started well, they looked dangerous at, but they stayed looking dangerous even when they lost Herbie Farmworth, uh, Payne Haas and Adam Reynolds. Mm. They, um, they had every excuse in the book to kind of throw in the towel, but they held firm. Um, That goes down to culture again. I'm saying it a lot, but um, it seems like as much stick as we were giving Kevy in that last year, um, it seems to be having a positive impact within the club. And um, yeah, it was a great effort from them. Uh, Raiders didn't play bad either by any means. Um, I thought Joseph Tuppany and Corey Horsburgh, um, we're doing a lot of heavy lifting in the middle, um, but the Raiders just didn't give themselves enough scoring opportunities in that second half. Um, mm. Tough tough game to lose for them, but you can't criticise the effort.
2: Yeah, they're made of different sources here, aren't they, the Broncos? I mean, those aren't exactly minor injuries. Those are key, key players they lost and um, still found a way to win and good teams <coughs> do that. So, um, like the Cowboys... Uh, you know, they're they're on the rise. So it's great if you're a Broncos fan. Uh, The next game was Brad's second love, the Manly Sea Eagles. 30 points to four over the Tigers. Um, Five tries to one for the Sea Eagles, Josh Aloai, Ruben Garrick, Hamole Olokowatu, who had a storming game. Um, Cola and Josh Aloai Aloai actually grabbed a double. And only the the solitary try for Luke Garner for the Tigers. Um, yeah, a bit happening in this game, Brad, um, as well as the send-off for Brent Naden, which we touched on a bit earlier. But, yeah, 6-4 at time to Manly, but they go on with it in the second half and pour it on. What would you make of it?
1: Yeah, um, Tigers were woeful here. Um, the heart and grit that I've been praising um that they play with um under mcguire looks to have left when when he left out the door um not really much to say about the tigers i think there's long days ahead for the club and i don't see them bouncing back anytime soon manly just dominated the contest their forwards were steamrollers all night much like they were the week before against the warriors um and this just made everything easier for their backs which it's kind of the the perfect way to play you know get the big boys up front to do all the hard work and it just makes the prima donnas out the back stay a little bit easier um it was just a good performance against a lowly side um manly just needs ryan reynolds here from int mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: To actually start delivering efforts like this against top eight sides, if they want to actually get into the eight.
2: Yeah, that's the key. I mean, even without Tommy, they're looking good. Um, They're doing a lot better without him than they did last year. But the key for Men is going to be tipping off some of the top top six, top four. That's what they really struggled with last year. Yeah, um, big win in the next game. Panthers forty-two to the Knights six, um, seven tries to one. Nathan Cleary got a try at a big bounce back game after his poor showing in Origin. kick Kikau, poor. Poor Kalen Ponga felt the wrath of him. He got steamrolled. Taylor May, Brian To'o, Isaac Tango, Stephen Crichton, and Brian To'o grabbing his second try. And the one try, the last try of the game for the Knights, Edric Lee, so seven tries to one there. 26-0 at halftime, 42-6 at full time. The Panthers, super efficient. Um, They do what they do. Don't know what more else you say.
1: No, yeah, another strong effort from the Panthers. They're just clinical. They um, doesn't matter who you are, they'll go out there and and wipe the floor with you if if you give them the chance. Um, as you see, Cleary made up for his origin performance. Um, yeah, Panthers just play perfect football almost. Um, they shift the ball around well, and almost everyone in the side's an attacking threat, which is really dangerous. Um, I'm really concerned about what the Panthers are going to do with the Warriors this week. Um we talked about it before the show. But um Knights just never showed up. Um they were lucky they weren't held to nil um scoring that last try in the final ten. Um but I struggle to see them getting um many wins for the rest of the season. Um I guess they would just have to hope that they were playing the Warriors, Tigers and Titans a lot. Um, but they're not. <laughs> so um rough road ahead for the Knights.
2: Yeah, indeed. I yeah. I'm with you there, mate. Um, the next game was unfortunately the Warriors game. So the Sharks, thirty-eight to sixteen over the Warriors, um, eight tries to three. The Wingers having a field day. Sione Kartoa grabbing a hat trick. Silifa yeah. Talakai, Ronaldo Molotalo grabbing a double. Matt Moylan and William Kennedy round out the tries for the Sharks. For the Warriors, Reese Walsh grabbed his first for the year. Wade Egan and Dallin Watini-Zelesniak with a three try. So Warriors out of the gates pretty fast, Brad. Reese Walsh after six minutes, Wade Egan after 11, 12-0 up. Things will look peachy for Stacey's first game in charge, but um, some familiar patterns crept back in. Errors, Pompey kicking the, a kickoff out on the full, and yeah, as as it would prove this year we're not defending those errors are we
1: um no we're not and um yeah, simon's mentioned no dead cap bounce for him yeah he he unfortunately got both of those wrong in the in the picks but yeah i thought i thought simon was onto a winner here at the start of this game when the warriors looked like they had turned over a new leaf but yeah as you said it was the errors that crept back in and their inability to defend those errors um the Sharks, I, I don't know if it was every time, but it felt felt like every time the Warriors made an error, the Sharks scored off it. And, um, yeah, I don't even know what to say anymore. Uh, the Sharks, they they were made to look better than what they actually were in this game, um, I think. I don't think they all go home saying it was a great game by them. They just made the best of their opportunities. Um, Rocco Berry forgot that he plays rugby league now, Um going down with the ball in the last tackle multiple times and almost made me lose my tv when he didn't pass to um his unmarked winger um for a certain try um but he's young um he's been dropped this week which was a call i made but it's a learning process i guess for him as well um confidence is at an all-time low for the fans and the club alike i think um But at least we're only a few weeks weeks away from playing at mount smart again which i think is going to be a huge shot in the arm at least for fans um i'm not sure if the the players will give us what we want to see um i'm losing confidence in that but they're playing the tigers at least so that that's something Mm -hmm. um but yeah the sharks were just composed um they could have panicked after that cook start um that the warriors did but they kept to their game plan and um As many teams know now, the Warriors are going to give you all the chances in the world to take control of the match. You just have to wait, and that's what we saw.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We spoon-fed them way too many chances. After such a great start, you mentioned Rocco Berry failing to pass on a two-on-one. Very frustrating. Him also on the last tackle, but that kind of points to me to lack of direction from our spine. I mean, why are we putting in the ball and Rocco Berry's hands on the last? Why, why aren't we trying to roll it into the end goal for a repeat set or, or a you know, a good chase and a try? So um, maybe it, it's the decision-making they think it's on, but in hindsight, it's it's not really on. <laughs> and poor Rocco right. just just getting smothered on the last, So and, and we end up looking like fools, so... Yeah. Yep. It is what it is. <laughs> let's hope for better next uh, this weekend. Uh, it's hard to see with the Panthers coming coming to town, but let's move on. Yeah. Um a real turn up for the books in the Monday game. The Bulldogs, oh, I wish I'd tipped them and look like a genius here, but no one would have seen this coming. 34 to 4 over Parramatta. 6 tries to 1, Josh had a cup. Um Proving New South Wales selectors should have picked them maybe with a hat-trick. Jake Averillo, Jacob Carraz, and Jake Aver- Averillo grabbed the second. Six tries to one. Will, Pin- Will Pinacini grabbing the only try for the Eels. Um, 16-0 at time, and then 34-4 at full-time, Brad. I, you can't have seen this coming, surely. This is the best I've seen the Bulldogs play in years.
1: No, I ruined my perfect round. Uh, yeah um, same i was very disappointed um i was getting excited to have a perfect round and then yeah um <laughs> the bulldogs i don't know what they they had for breakfast but they need to have it all the time um it was my game of the week just due to the upset um bulldogs are on fire um hard to fault anyone on that side matt burton and josh had a car were on fire as well Yeah, what a combo um yeah, as you said out of car, really wanted to show New South Wales selectors that they messed up, not picking him. Um Jake Avarillo looked like a new man at fullback. Um, think he should stay there long term. Uh you're not gonna see the Bulldogs make the eight or anything. Um, that's still a pipe dream, but they're gonna avoid the wooden spoon by a decent margin now. Um they're they're currently still only fifteenth on the ladder, but I think looking at the teams slightly above them, I think they're gonna get past them. Um for the for the Parramatta though, they're atrocious. I they're one of the hardest teams to pick <laughs> in this competition. Yeah. Um I've got it here. They bet the Storm and the Panthers, but they've now also lost to the Bulldogs and the Tigers. So you can't you can't see yourself as a genuine premier threat when your wins and losses are that that polar opposite. Um you know going out there and doing quite well against the two best teams in the competition for some time and then losing to two of the worst um it's just it's just not on um Mitch Moses had a night to forget including losing the ball going when he was going for a try he was trying to show off a little bit and he got it knocked out um I just don't know what Parramatta are doing um I think they're well on the way to being uh, another year where they make the playoffs and then they're out the first week and then they go home and I don't see them being a a genuine threat anytime after this um, with all the players that are leaving.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, The thing with the Eels is they, once they get hot, like, like you say, they can beat anybody, but I think once it comes down to finals footy, We all know they've got a performance like this in them. So, you know, yeah, maybe they might win a first-round game or they even could get hot and maybe jag too. But when it's against the top teams, I don't see them, you know, progressing much further than that. Yeah. That was the
1: round. That was the round. Um, So do you want to bring up the ladder first, Paul? All right, we can... Yep, there we go. We're good showing them all. Um, so I'm just writing down Simon's picks. So uh, we got Panthers, Storm is still first and second. Cowboys are still sticking um, third. Broncos are fourth. Sharks, um, after that win, have gone up to fifth. Uh, We've got the Eels at sixth. The Rabbitohs at seventh. Roosters have gone all the way down to eighth, which isn't good for your prediction of. Preview. No,
2: it's terrible, mate
1: my prediction's even worse because my seagulls are ninth um dragons my wooden spoon a 10th uh Raiders are 11th your wooden spoon the Knights are 12th then we've got the Tigers at 13th the Warriors at 14th the Bulldogs have gone up to 15th which means the Gold Coast Titans are now wooden spoon as of now um what do you what do you reckon um do you think the Titans will stay there
2: it's leaving me very nervous now, mate. We are only one win out of Wooden Spoon territory. And when you look at the points differential. Yeah. Uh, yes, you're right, Paul. It's very painful to talk about it. Um, it's not out of the realms of possibility. It's never happened before, but I'm, I'm starting to get real nervous. And we have the Panthers this week. I'm. Um, I'm hoping got finger, all fingers and toes crossed that we can pull something out of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so now if we go to our tipping comps, we've got I've got two pretty little pitches this week. Um, so we got we'll go with round 14 first. Richie and myself both got seven out of eight because the bulldogs screwed us, and uh, Simon got five out of eight because his um tigers and warriors picks went against him, unfortunately. So that sees me leading 73 out of 108. Richie in second at 70 out of 108. And Simon at 67 out of 108. So um, three points between all of us now. Um, interesting. Uh, I should still get it. But um, yeah, and Roberts just said as well, Wooden Spoon might come down to the last round game between us and the Titans, which I really hope it doesn't, but... It's definitely going to be on the cards. That's Me the too,
2: because we played them in the last round last year and we all remember what happened there. Yes,
1: we don't talk about it anymore. No. Um, and then State of Origin, we've got our, our separate competition within a competition. Um, my uh, Simon and myself both got one out of one, picking Queensland, and Richie picked wrong. Uh, so he is on zero, which means that Simon and myself are leading one out of one, Richard's zero out of one. So.
2: hate Origin anyway.
1: <laughs> I think you, you won at 3-zip last year. I did.
2: I loved it right. then.
0: I hate it now.
1: Yeah, so um, did we have any questions from anyone, Paul?
0: Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of questions. I mean, one of them goes all the way back to what we were talking about early on um, with um, Jeff uh, Sartan over on your podcast. Uh, uh, um, Inga's League wrap-up Facebook page um, has asked: uh, Has Brad ever seen a Walker Brothers uh, team play, or is he just looking for someone new? Um, I think that the una- some of the unavailable new coaches will become available, and they're all waiting um, uh, for the same uh, teams. Uh, those vacancies are far and few, uh, few and far between. Um, so, yeah, Brad, a bit of an, a bit of an accusation there. That so, yeah, that you're uh, that you're just asking for change. That the brothers. ain't no good
1: um no i have watched um they were with um the twist jets so i did get to see um not as much as you do if you see the nrl so i have watched enough because i looked into it a bit more last year paul when we were talking about them potentially being the warriors coaches last year so um i was looking at a lot of their their highlights and that which doesn't always give you a great indication um but like as i said at the start i don't see it happening i I just think it would be an interesting prospect um yeah. I've still got Christian Wolf as my number one um but there's rumors now that Wayne Bennett wants him to come to the Dolphins so I um I don't know it's uh, a great Simon, question to end with
0: um Simon wants you to um to uh, to uh, to stick with Stacey Jones um but um, there we go also um Simon asked us early on uh, with the internationals next week, um, are the NRL games a bit sort of woe? Uh, is it a bit? Uh, sh- should we be having a bit like I guess having Origin and, and NRL the same weekend? Should should NRL take a weekend off for the internationals? They are. Oh, they are, are they. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So um, next, so not next week's show, but the week after will be a little, little bit less to talk about because there'll be the international games and State of Origin. So we've got. Kiwis Tonga I think there's three because I think there's the the other two we talked about on the show I think it's like Fiji is it Fiji Cook Islands Samoa and Papua New Guinea I I might be wrong I will have them obviously when we get to the show we will prepare I'm sure um (laughs) but yeah so (laughs) that week um that week there'll be no games for the NRL to review but there'll still be you know four or five games for us to talk about um, I and Simon also said England's playing the combined all-stars again um, mm-hmm. as well, so there'll be that one too, but yeah, so the NRL take that weekend off um, so yeah, that's this weekend here yeah. um, and
0: also uh, France playing Wales, apparently
1: there we go yes, so um, yeah there. this will be a lot for us to talk about but yeah, it, it's actually good to see the NRL do it, where they're taking a back seat Hmm. Um, just okay. to, to go to the incest or something.
0: So then one from me, because I, you kind of, um, I think, half-jokingly said that we might be looking at three figures um, this weekend for <laughs> the uh, Warriors game. So Such confidence. I thought, So I thought I would just have a quick look at uh, the, uh, the most points scored ever in uh, an NRL game. And I guess the question from me is, do you see the record from uh, 1935 uh, being broken where St. George scored 91 points against Canterbury-Bankstown this coming weekend by the Panthers against uh, the Warriors.
1: Nah, I was being facetious. Um, It's just the low level I feel right now with the Warriors. Um, I am expecting more similar to the Storm game. I'll be very happy if we get 50 put on us, but I'm thinking it could even be as bad as 60 or 70. (laughs) But um, in saying that, the Warriors last year and the year before when the Panthers were wiping everyone off the plaque, they did take them to the limit. They didn't win, but they still exactly. kept them reasonably close. So it's the, the joy of being a Warriors fan, Paul, is that you go in expecting a cricket score and they'll be real close. You expect to win, it's a cricket score. You just never know.
2: I see what you're doing there because you were coming off um, very <laughs> pessimistic there saying you'd be happy with 50.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's all about it's all about um, lowering expectations. Yeah. Um, well, I see the you only on. I, The only thing I can guarantee is I I'll be very surprised if the Warriors won. Um, but yeah, I just want to see effort, and um, my question kind of goes into that. With I think they've made some changes in the right direction, to mm. at least have some of that.
0: Uh, a couple of co- comments in the live chat. So Jeff goes, "Ouch, that's the harsh question, Paul. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, and uh, and, uh, and Rue, uh, anything under 50 would be amazing. Um, he
1: yeah, says so, so, uh, so Rue's Roo, in the same idea as me. Um, we're, we're being realistic here. Um, it's not a good team right now, and they're playing one of the best teams that's been around the NRL in some time. Um, yeah, it, it's, yeah. So, I don't
0: know. Um, okay so that's the that's the questions from from the uh, from the live chat boys um so yeah it's just right, the questions yeah. between you
1: cool thank you um i'll go with my one first because your one's going to be a bit more of a discussion richie um so my one was to do with the warriors uh stacy has made a few changes to the warriors this week um one are you happy with the changes or would you have picked a different lineup
2: I am happy-ish. Yeah. I, 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 I'm happy there are some changes. There are probably some others uh, I would have made. So as it stands on Team Naming Tuesday, it was Walsh at fullback, watinez Lesniak and Montoya in the wings, Arthurs and Pompey in the centres, Volkman for his debut, Johnson and Johnson in the halves, Afoa, Egan, Tavanga as the front row, Murchie and Harris, in the second row and current at lock. Um, so out of that bunch, nothing against Tavanger in the middle, but I, I prefer him as a 13 or off the bench. Um, I would have liked to have seen Dunamis Louie maybe in that spot. I think he he looked to – he didn't look too bad when he came on in the weekend. Um, I like that Arthurs has been – Promoted to the centres, and nothing against Barry. I think Barry's a prospect, but he's just been really struggling for form this year. Um, yeah. And Arthur's prior to injury was one of our better players. So you know, I've been wanting his name to be read out for for a few weeks now. So it's for me, it's good to see him. I'm excited to see what Volkman can do. A very big ask against the Panthers sure. to to make your debut, especially in a struggling side, but. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, So to answer your question, yeah, I'm I'm happy with some of the changes. Um, There are others I probably would have made, but I'll live with it.
1: Yeah, I look at it with the Voltman thing. I look at it the other way where I think it's the perfect time because there's no expectations that the Warriors are going to do anything, anything other than horrible. So um, if he goes out there and at least looks competent, that's that's a that's a win um Mm. it's a bit the same when Walsh made his debut admittedly his debut against the storm even though the Warriors were trounced um Mm. he looked really good in it but um yeah it's a you know you're just throwing them out there and like what's what's the worst that could happen um yeah I'm gonna cheat because I actually write my who I would bring in in my review so I've actually got my review up and I'm just going to look at what I said so mm. I said regarding the team I would pick in the backs I would give SJ a week to think and bring Dejan Arcee into partner CHT so and mm. Stacey don't see eye to eye already um, I would also move Ewan Aiken to the centers to replace Rocco Ewan's injured now but they brought more is. Arthur's yeah. in so Arthur's in for Barry is fine um, I also said I'd bring Curran into Aiken's spot provoke Bunty to the starting row which they've done mm. And I bring AFB in for Ben Murdoch Masilla. Yeah, we're gonna see. I'm pretty sure AFB is gonna be playing. Um, I did say that I would like to see Pride Peterson Rabati get a shot. Um, and I would bring him in for Jack Murchie. So that was what I had done. Um, just because I think Pride Peterson's been playing really well in the reserve grade, and there's only so much you can do in reserve grade before you get that chance to see if you can go up the next level. Yeah, and for sure. Um, especially with guys like Murchie and that being serviceable at times and then horrible at others. Um, I think, you know, what's, what's the harm in throwing him out there? You know, he, in fairness, he couldn't do any worse.
0: Hmm.
2: I, I really hope for Noah Blake is good to go, but I also, I don't want him to rush back. I see he's named in the extended reserve. So if he's good to go, then fantastic. I'd, I'd get him in there, but um, if he's not quite a 100, you know, you might as well rest him another week.
1: Yeah. Having him out there or not is going to be, um, it's going to be, yeah, it's not going to change the, the game that much. So if he is a bit niggly, um, give him another week. Um, mm. But, yeah, your question.
2: I was wanting to talk a bit of international footy, Brad, so... Um the Kiwis name the Kiwis team was named. I just wanted to know, were you happy with the team that was named? And did anybody miss out that you would have named in the squad?
1: Yeah. So um Paul, thankfully, he he's put up the the team list, the wider squad. Um I am looking at it on my screen on my left here. Um so your question was anyone miss out that you would have named in the squad?
2: Yeah, are you are you um, happy with it to start I'm, off? I'm,
1: I'm pretty happy with it. It's probably the first time in many years that we've probably had more Warriors playing for Tonga than we have for the Kiwis. um, With only uh, Dylan Watney-Lesniak making it from the Warriors. Um, But thinking of the other Kiwi, I think the only other guy in the Warriors that could have potentially made it in there was Jazz.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I know Tohu has shown his interest to be in the Kiwis again, but um, Michael Maguire has come out and said that Tohu's just back yeah. from his injury. Um, so he wants to see him get a bit more time. Um, and Paul said, eight deputants, is that a worrying World Cup here? Not really, because the Kiwis haven't got to play in like three years. So um, a lot of the players that were playing there have retired now. So mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of a lot of new guys jumping in but um it's a pretty good squad um I'm reasonably happy with it I think Jerome Hughes and um and Dylan Brown have been the best New Zealand halves so I know a lot of people were talking about Sean being dropped I I think it's fair to say Sean hasn't been playing at the level to be playing for New Zealand right now with those guys in the mix Mm. um yeah, I, I think the only one I would have changed is I probably wouldn't have picked Aaron Clark and I would have picked Jazz yeah. instead.
2: Yeah, me um, too. Exactly.
1: And that that's really it. I think all the rest um are pretty good. And um there's another team we're playing there. If you want to bring up the the Tongan team, Paul. Um the Tongan team is scary. So um
2: but so is ours.
1: Yeah, we but this this is a dangerous team. Um <laughs> We've actually got some some okay halves now. Like I think I talked about it last week with the Christian Wolf thing where um Christian Wolf's good at getting a, a team with no uh with a decent forward back and no halves to be successful. Um but he's got Katoni Staggs playing in, in six and he's got Amoni from the Dragons now. So um I think they're both a step up from the Adahinganos and um mm. and the likes there. So
0: how it's scary a, it's, is
2: that center pairing?
1: Yeah, Talakai and Suli, um, it's that's that's scary. That's basically two <laughs> two front rowers that are centers um out there. Yeah. And um then you have got Daniel Tupo and Sioni Katoa um as the wingers for Tonga. Um cooler as well at fullback. Mm. Um then in the the forwards, you know, I think I think the Tongan forward pack can um be talked about as one of the better international forward packs are running around. Um, you got Takiaho and Fenua Blake with um, Havili at the front row, Tupunua, Colin Matangi and Jason Tamalolo as your back three. Um, and then you've got, you've got like Olo Kowatu who mm. is still wiping Warriors parts out of his boots from last week. Uh, um, Pangwai Junior as well, um, Fotoeka, um and yeah we've got um alessi katoa and andrew fifita and that in there too it's um yeah i think that's a great squad and yeah it's, it's... um rob's just mentioned it's a sad indictment on the state of the warriors with yeah. just one selection it, it is. but yeah you look we got yeah so we got one selection for the kiwis but we've got two selections for the tonga mm. so um Yeah, we got three in the international window, which is good. Um But yeah, it's gonna be a great game.
2: That's gonna be a fantastic game. Just eyeballing those two squads, that that is a very physical, scary looking side Tong is rolling out, but I think the Kiwis team that they've named is made up of some really informed players um in the really (laughs) successful teams. So
1: um well yeah. You mentioned
2: you mentioned Jerome Hughes and, and Dylan Brown. That, that's the way you'd go because they've picked Fozzie as well. They've picked Karen Foreign, but you go in yeah. Hughes and Brown. I
1: I would probably go Hughes and Brown. Um, they potentially will probably bring Foreign in maybe for experience. Yeah, but I th- I I feel like Jerome Hughes has kind of already got to that level in terms of being an experienced player now. He
2: has, yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, there's just good players everywhere, but. Um, it's more the centers. you got Joey Manu. Um, do, you, do you make him a center or do you move him the fullback
0: hmm.
1: in this game? There's a, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but at least Michael Maguire's got a lot of time on his hands at the moment to get this sorted. So, um, But, yeah, there's some good players in there. Um, Papalii's playing at the peak of his performances right now. James Fisher-Harris is still one of the best front rowers around. Yeah um scott Sorensen's making his debut um which is great to see mm. um there's a lot of good players in there so yeah it makes me a little bit more confident for the world cup seeing what players are actually putting their hand up to be kiwis um and not saying oh, i might still make origin so i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off so um yeah very good to see and We've got Noah Cora in there as well, who's going to be a warrior, so that we can claim that one.
0: Yeah, good call. So just to point out, this is a double header. So the uh, Kiwi Ferns and the Tongan women will play as well as the Kiwis versus Tonga. Um, That's 25th of June at uh, Mount Smart in Auckland. uh, And you can still get tickets for just under $33 each. Um, So, uh, yeah, get on down there and um, get some uh, international footy and. Yeah, watch
1: the these game as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be great. And um, we'll talk about all of those uh, when we get to review the games. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to watch them. So we may as well jump into round 15 in our picks, Richie. Simon's given me yep. his while we were waffling on. Um, and we've got, first up, Thursday Night Dragons versus Rabbitohs. Simon and myself have both picked the Rabbitohs here. Me too. You as well. I feel like we're probably all going to pick the same here. It feels like it's very cut and dry. Um, next game is Seagulls Cowboys. Simon and myself have both picked the Cowboys.
2: Me too. <laughs> I thought you might pick Manly there.
1: No, no. Um, yeah. Storm Broncos. Second game on Friday. Uh, Simon and myself have both picked the Storm. Mm,
2: Storm, but Storm as well. Should be a great game though.
1: It should be. uh Next up, we've got Sharks Titans. Again, Simon and myself both pick the Sharks. Mm, sharks. Sharks. All right. The big game. Uh, game of the week Warriors versus Panthers. Simon on, and myself, we both picked the Panthers. <laughs> oh,
2: filthy traitor. No, we went and Panthers too.
1: You went yeah. Panthers too? Yep. Uh, then the last game I said tonight is the Eels and Roosters. Um, oh, this game we went different, actually. Simon went with the Roosters, and I went with the Eels, because reasons.
2: What's the reason?
1: I don't... I They played really bad, and I expect them to play really good, because that's how they go.
2: I went Roosters.
1: You went Roosters, so that increases my lead. Good to see. Um, <laughs> first game on Sunday, Raiders versus Knights. Simon and myself have both gone with the Raiders. Mm, easy choice, Raiders. Easy choice, especially in Canberra. And mm-hmm. then the last game, Bulldogs versus Tigers. Uh, Simon and myself have both gone with the Bulldogs. I went doggies too. How did we yeah. all tip the dogs? Because they played really well, and it's the they Tigers. Did. They um, did. So there we go. There's only one game different, and that's the Eels versus Roosters. So we will see what happens. Um, Simon said he can't trust Parramatta. I can't either, but...
2: I can't trust the roosters either.
1: Yeah, it's a toss um, of the coin. So yeah, bulldogs and he said also said bulldogs tigers was the hardest match. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know if we can see the bulldogs doing what they did against the eels every week, but the tigers seem to be at rock bottom. But when you're at rock bottom, there you've got to have a bit of coming back. So we'll see. As long as they make it an interesting game for us to talk about. Hmm. I Rob said he, he's he's going to have mixed emotions on Saturday, heading out to the Fighter Warriors game in Redcliffe. Yeah, well, I, I don't feel any sympathy for you, Rob, um, because <laughs> it means that we get to have some games in New Zealand again, and that's that's all I want. Enjoy it
2: though, mate. Cheer hard, and hopefully we get the win for you.
1: Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Super League, there, there wasn't really too much to talk about. Um, Wigan defeated Salford 30-12. to Catalans defeated Hull FC 36-8. And St. Helens won against Hull KR 26-18. So it still keeps the uh, the top of the ladder with um, St. Helens 1, Catalans 2, and Wigan 3. So um, And Dylan said, what's the deal with Tohu Harris? Uh, I what What's wrong with Tohu?
2: Yeah, um, yeah. What are you referring to there, Dylan? You don't think he's playing well, or um, he's just come back from injury? So,
1: yeah, I think if you're talking about why is he not in the Kiwis, um, we covered that a bit. Michael Maguire just wants him to get a few more games under his belt before he goes to play internationals. Um, I've seen no new news on Tohu on the other screen, so nothing breakings come out. Um, but, yeah, I assume that's what you're referring to. Uh, but anything else you want to add, Richie? Um, uh,
2: not really, mate. Thanks to all, all the lovely people. We've had quite a mix of people um, throwing some chat in there, so that's always lovely to see. And and you for being a trooper and braving your sickness and, and Paul for making us look good, as always.
1: It's, it's a hard I job doing it. that, you know it is i just like having a deep voice once once in my life so i wanted to <laughs> to make the most of it um but yeah okay so <laughs> um ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with brad and richie for your weekly update on rugby league tune in our show next week at 8 p.m um, here on facebook or at your convenience on iheartradio just remember to search for new zealand sport radio Thanks again for joining me tonight, Richie, and thanks Pleasure, for all your work in the background. And good night, everyone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.